Hello, thank you for joining us on Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. This is Sarah Garofalo, and today I'm joined by the other Sarah in the office, Sarah Hollowell. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. I'm very excited to talk to you today. So for those of you who don't know Sarah, can you uh, introduce yourself to the audience? I'm Sarah Hollowell. I'm the communications manager here at the theater. So I work hand in hand with the tours that we have coming in and do a lot on our marketing and advertising side. Indeed. And you are quite the superstar when it comes to that. So thank you for all your work. It's very, very fun working with you. I have a good time every day. Well, thanks. That's very sweet. We work right across from each other at the same desk. So it's the Sarah corner in our That's office. true. Anytime someone walks by and they say, hey, Sarah, we both. Which one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but we have a lot of exciting things to talk about today with our 2023-2024 Broadway season slowly announcing over the past few weeks. So why don't you uh, give us a little rundown of what everyone can be looking forward to? Yeah, if you haven't seen so far, we have some great shows coming up. Um, So yeah, we'll just run through what we're having. Unfortunately, we can't tell you about two of them, but we can hint at what they are. So I'm sure that you can guess. Um, So our first show coming next season is Pretty Woman coming to us November 10th through 12th. um, And it is generously sponsored by Country Bank. Um, So I'm excited about that one. I haven't seen the movie. I have and it's a great movie. Yeah, so I don't know if I should, I should probably watch the movie. Well, you know, we had this problem last season with Annie. I know that neither of us had seen um, the movie, right? That's true. Yeah. I went in blind with Annie and I loved it. I did too. I went in completely blind. I had no idea what was going to happen at the end. And I think that I was better off for that. Yeah, I think so so too. I don't know. Maybe you should go in blind and you should wait to see the show on our stage. Yeah. I'll probably do that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one, though. Um, I'm excited to hear the songs that they have because the movie is not a musical. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then we have Beetlejuice coming up. Um, we just announced that one a few weeks ago. I am very excited about that one. It's coming to us the first week in January, January 2nd through 7th, um, sponsored by Cornerstone Bank. And I actually got to see this one last year in New York City when I attended the Broadway League Spring Road Conference. Um, And it was my favorite one that I saw last year. It is ridiculous and funny and hilarious. And it's just so fun. I I love it. I'm so excited for that one. That movie is absolutely iconic. And all the little goodies that you brought back, your little shake, shake, shake. Mm -hmm. We love that. And just their, their marketing materials and their designs and whatnot are so fun. It's such a fun show. It's it's you have to be open to the ridiculousness of it all. Um, But if you are, you'll be laughing the whole time. And then we have My Fair Lady coming in February, February 16th through 18th, sponsored by the club at Rockland Trust. Um, And a fun fact about this one. We all know the classic My Fair Lady. I was in My Fair Lady in high school. I don't remember what grade, but my brother was Henry Higgins. And I was one of the Cockney girls, so I had to work on my accent. Um, but I'm I'm excited about that one. I think that brings, like, nostalgia for a lot of people because I think a lot of people have seen that one. And I think they've re- revamped and the costumes, and it's just a, a classic. Wow, that's exciting. You'll be able to see your, your old role on our stage, which is cool. 
Um, I know that when I've talked to patrons coming into the theater about this show, people get really, really excited and people just love and adore this show so much. So I'm excited to have it here. Definitely. Then we have a mystery show coming to us April 5 through 7, sponsored by Unibank. And I think it's hard to give hints. Our hint is falling head over feet. I don't know if we can give much more detail than that. (laughs) That's right. That's right. But I do know that people will be really, really excited for this one. Um, I've heard a lot of people talking about it. A lot of people have guessed what this Mm -hmm. show is. And uh, if you see me at a show, if you come to a show over the summer or anything, you see us and you can guess, I will confirm. (laughs) Yeah, it's a Tony and Grammy award-winning new musical, so that's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited to see that one. Yeah, that'll be fun, like fun, upbeat music, I think. And we're announcing that one on June 26th, so make sure you check your email, check social media. So a, find a month out. from a month from today, the day this airs. A month yes. Then our next mystery show that we'll be announcing on August fourteenth is going to be coming to the theater April twelfth through fourteenth next year. Um, this is another one that I got to see in New York City last year, and it's a beautiful story. It's hopeful. It's about community. It's it's a show for everyone. I think, and it's a true story, right? Right. Yeah, I'm excited to announce this one in August. But for those of you who have guessed it or uh, have have uh, heard what this show is, they're hyped. They're very excited. Yes, for sure. And that show is co-sponsored by Bank Hometown and Worcester State University. Thank you so much. And then our final show for next season is To Kill a Mockingbird. That will be coming to us May three through five, and that is sponsored by Bay State Savings Bank. Um, This is a classic. I'm excited, and we don't often have plays, so I think it's a nice change of pace and um, something that'll make you think, too. I agree. I think that'll be a nice, serene way to finish out our season, and I'm sure that most everybody has uh, either read the book or seen the movie or just experienced this story one way or another. And so to see it live on a stage, I'm sure will be really interesting. Definitely. And it has been said to be the most successful American play in Broadway history. So that is, that is, yeah, high hopes for that show. Yeah, definitely. So as we were talking about a little bit before we got on the air here, we were talking about how we are officially in a subscription season. So we've just finished our renewals so current subscribers have been renewed they've got their seats once more for the next season and starting june 1st we will start handing out new subscriptions right yeah june 1st and new subscribers um if you're interested in subscribing you can do it online or call us um june 1st is when we'll be starting that Um, But it's really the best way to get great seats. This year, we have limited performances, and we also have quite a few subscribers. So we have a lot of seats that are already taken by subscribers, and really the best way to get those great seats is to subscribe. We know that these all of these shows are going to be extremely popular. Um, So subscribing is a great way to ensure that you have great seats before they sell out, um, and you have great savings. And it's also 
I'm not sure how many people are aware of this, but due to demand, sometimes the prices change. Um, so we have had experience with that last year just because like shows like Hades Town or Aladdin are extremely popular. So subscribers never have to worry about price increases. And that is a great benefit of a, being a subscriber. Yeah, totally. And um, as of right now, all the shows that we've mentioned are only available through subscriptions. You can only secure your seats today through a subscription. So if you want to make sure that you have got your seat for these shows, I would grab a subscription as soon as possible. And um, even though single tickets will be available in a few months, you know, there's no guarantee that you'll get the best seats then. Um, but subscribers will. The best seats at the best price. And subscribers also have flexibility. If there's a certain night that you can't go, say you're subscribed to Friday night, but something comes up, you can always switch your switch your seats into another performance. And then you could go Saturday or Sunday. Um, so there's great flexibility with that. And as Sarah mentioned, if you subscribe to our season the following year, you're the first in line for upgrades and better seats. It's It's really the best way to go. Yeah. I mean, there are countless benefits um, for being a subscriber here at the Hanover Theater. Uh, as you mentioned, the um, swapping of shows, I think that is an underrated benefit for sure. Definitely. Yep. And you can call us to subscribe. You can subscribe online. There's, Or you could, when you come to the next show at the theater, make sure to check out the subscription table. Um, come talk to us. We'd love to to chat with you about uh, the, your different options and get you signed up. Yeah. And uh, subscribers also often get early access to our other shows, um, tickets for other performances. So when shows get announced, you'll have early access to those shows as well. Definitely. And a discount, 10% off for most of those. So before we wrap up, I just want to reiterate that if you are interested in becoming a subscriber, you can hop on our website right now and fill out our form that puts you on the list to become a new subscriber. And we will start going through that list on June 1st. So make sure you get yourself on that list as soon as possible so that you can get the best seats available. And um, we would love to have you as a subscriber. Yes, we would. <laughs> well, Sarah, thank you very much for joining me today. A little Sarah Sarah Squared duo today. Sarah Squared. That's great. I love it. All right. Well, everybody else, I will see you next time on Behind the Scenes. Nights in white satin Never reaching the end Welcome back to Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. This is Sarah Garofalo, and today I'm very excited to be talking to the voice of the Moody Blues. I'm here with Justin Hayward. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's an honor to have you on the show today, and we're excited to have you back at the Hanover Theater. It's been about uh, seven years since you were here last in 2015. Oh. And uh, you will be here on Sunday, June 18th at 7 p.m. with 
Christopher Cross, as well as Mike Dawes. Exactly. Yeah. Looking forward to it very much. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. I just wanted to kick it off and talk about your new song, Living for Love. I was actually just listening to it before we got on the air here. And I got to say, it's absolutely beautiful. Quite an ethereal vibe, you could say. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. So, so <laughs> I there hope you go. so. I hope yeah. so. Um, so can, can we uh, look forward to hearing that at your show in Ju on June 18th? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I um, I know uh, it, it for, for me that, you know, there's so much material over uh, uh, such a long period of time. It's, it's never what I play. It's what I leave out, really. But there's you know, five or six things that I I know that I must do because, um, you know, uh, people who like this music will feel disappointed if I didn't do uh, certain things. But yes, Living for Love will be in there. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure it's hard to pick what you're going to perform with such an extensive discography. And I mean, I know that there's a lot of songs that people are waiting to hear. I'm sure Nights in the White Satin is one of those songs that you just got to play, right? Um, yeah, I think it was me. If if if, uh, if an artist didn't play the big hit, yeah. And, uh, you know, I th it's, a, it's a kind of song that um, we can, Nights, Nights in White Satin is one of those things we can do perfectly in a sound check. And we do, just to check out everything. And it'll sound, um, you know, technically just right. But when the audience comes in, they bring with it some kind of magic into the room. And um, that's a wonderful thing to be able to share. So, uh, you know, the, the, with, with these songs, the audience always brings that part of it that's um, that makes it, uh, well, that makes it kind of magic and uh, a lovely experience. That's really sweet. Yeah, I'm sure there are people who have been waiting many, many decades to hear that song live. And so to be in the room with people that are experiencing it for the first time is just so exciting and so sweet. But speaking of Nights in White Satin, I did want to talk about how about 10 or 20 years ago, you re-recorded the song for the trip at the Hard Rock Park so what was that like? And did you ever get to uh, go on the ride itself? Yes, we did. We did get to, oh, that's interesting. You know, it was one of those episodes I'd forgotten all about. Um, yes, we did go uh, on on the ride. And uh, and that park was was up and running for, for a few months. But I, I think the whole area was going to be one, one of those areas. It was in... Um, was it in North Carolina or I South think it's Carolina? South South Carolina. South Carolina, and uh, that everybody had high hopes for, but um, I I don't know. It just didn't make it. There was a lot. I, I mean, the Eagles were playing the night before us, and uh, at that same place, so we did a gig there, and we also went on the on the ride, which was a bit spooky, you know, but uh, <laughs> a bit ethereal and uh, and trippy, but um, the hey. Sarah, the music was nice. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I re actually I re recorded the music with an orchestra in Europe, and uh, that's what they wanted. And uh, it it was it was a, it was it was good fun for us. I w I, I wish it had lasted, but it was good fun for us. Sure. 
Yeah, I would have loved to ride that uh, or experience it. I was watching some YouTube videos of the ride and it's very psychedelic, very cool, lots of colors. And uh, so all you had to do was just re-record the song to match the length of the ride, right? Exactly. But it, I, I, it needed to be longer. It needed to be longer than the original version. So, And they wanted orchestral parts on it as well. So... Um, that's what we did. Alberto, my engineer, and I, actually, we went to Moscow. They wanted the Moscow Symphony, and uh, I went to Russia uh, with Alberto, my Italian engineer, and we had a wonderful week in uh, in in Moscow doing this stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, so I want to talk about some other songs that you may be performing here at the Hanover Theater. I was listening to some other interviews of yours before this, and I know that you are looking forward to playing Forever Autumn. So that'll be that'll be exciting to hear. And um, will we be hearing Raised on Love at all? Oh, oh, do you know, God, that's, yeah, you put something into my mind. Just before I left home um, three or four weeks ago, I I, uh, I I got the guitar out and that and I, I just that song just started to happen and I thought I wonder um I wonder but I'm still wondering Sarah so, uh, <laughs> I'm still wondering you know um no I wanted uh, yeah I I have to do a lot of things you know I I like to do wildest dreams and I know you're out there somewhere those kind of things as well so um mm -hmm. I I I hope there's something there for everybody in in my show. I mean it's a shorter show because I have to make room for Chris as well and he has to make room for me. And um so uh he, you know uh, his his songs are so are so important and uh, and so beautiful as well. We both got to give each other time. So we have to collect, you know, select this set list quite carefully. But I think in our in our set there'll be something there for everybody, all through the genres of the moody blues and my solo things. I think there's something there for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so exciting that you're sharing the night with Christopher Cross. You know what an iconic duo um, you guys have created. Going back to Raise on Love, though, I do wanted to ask. Is it true that your daughter was part of the chorus in the middle of that song there? Yeah, um, she was. She was only, um, she must have been like three, uh, three or four years old. And um, yeah, she'd have been even, maybe even less. But and Tony Clark's two daughters as well, who was the record producer, and uh, yeah, it was one of those things you, you you have an idea. Oh, let's get children in to sing a little part of it, and they were so touching and um, and and beautiful, and they absolutely loved it. You, you know, when 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 little children, when you ask children to do that kind of thing, they really do it, and they do it properly. There's no messing about it. Take it seriously, um, and not like some of us old you know older musicians who think what am I doing here I don't know whether I like this or not you know kind of thing but um children are totally into it and very giving yes that's right she was on the song and so were Tony's daughters very cool I, I'm sure she loves listening to that and hearing her little voice in there 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I read that you had a, a school report that said that you spend your time looking out the window and dreaming. So do you ever think that you spent those times looking out the window and dreaming of lyrics and being a touring musician? Well, I think I always knew that that's what I wanted to do. I always knew that my future lay, um, my future was in music, and my parents, um, uh, our, our family, my, my brother and my sister and I, we had, we had such wonderful parents that were kind of light, enlightened and, for the time, quite sort of new age, and uh, they encouraged me in music, and they just wanted me to kind of get my qualifications. So I did get some qualifications when I left school. I didn't spend all the time dreaming, but that was in my final report. Yes, you know, could have done better, could have done better. And um, but I was very fortunate to uh, to realize that dream really, and uh, you know, if if I'd have if I'd have realized how wonderful the last sixty years were going to be, I'd have enjoyed every moment, Sarah. But as it is, it's been stress all the way. <laughs> oh boy no that's just me you know but um yes I I do funny you've mentioned that school report these things pop up and I don't know where people find them but um <laughs> yes uh it's probably right probably right I did spend my time looking out the window <laughs> yeah, you said that in a in a Q and A about oh did I years ago yeah oh I was doing some deep diving you were. <laughs> Is it true that you got an honorary degree from the University of Worcester with the other Moody Blues? Yeah, uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I read that that was in 2018. So I just thought it was funny that you know University of Worcester, and now you'll be here in Worcester, Massachusetts. Well, it's always been, it it's always been such a. a a welcoming place for us in the Moody's and me personally, and that um, it's a privilege to be back in the area. It's it's one of those parts of America that's always really welcomed us and um, been so receptive to our music. And uh, so th th it's lovely to be, oh, it's always lovely to be coming back. I, I love that part of America. It's the part of America I was dreaming about when I was looking out the window, you know, that was the, oh, I'm, I'm so the part of America that that, um, that fascinated me. Anyway, there you go. I love that. And so I'd be remiss not to ask you, will your uh, Gibson 335 be making an appearance here at the ah, Theater? Ah, that's that's a thing. Do you know, I don't I, I, I don't think so, because I want to do these songs as I as I wrote them, and as my original demos were, I mean, they're they're uh, they're as the Moody Blues did them, and I want to use my acoustic guitars and my voice. It's what works with Julie and Carmen, who were with me, Julie Reagans and Carmen Gould and Mike Dawes. That's the show that we do. Um, you know, there might be a couple of things electric, but um, my my home guitars will be with me whatever happens and we'll we, we see how it goes but you still have the the cherry red with you uh in your uh, heart right it's um it's probably my dearest friend actually. oh i love that yeah. very yeah. sweet so 
one more big question for you mm. is, can you tell us a little bit about the the Moody's Cruise, the On the Blue that you host? Oh, that's always really good fun. And uh, we started doing it, it with the Moody's and then it's they've asked me as well to continue that and which I've done for the last couple of years. And uh, uh, that's always a pleasure to, to, to have people, uh, to have folks there who are all there for the one purpose because they love that, that kind of music. I mean, it's not just me, it's lots of other artists, but um, there's... A, the the whole thing the whole week is is just about loving music and and reminding ourselves that a big part of our lives is about that music and about the things that we love and to focus on that for a week on a, on a cruise is always such good fun and uh, and the, the the vibe is so wonderful you know i can't even get grumpy about the kind of biscuits that i'm offered <laughs> I can't get grumpy about anything on the cruise because it's so lovely. It really is. I mean, it's not for everybody, but um, if you like this kind of music, then uh, it, it's a real, it's a real pleasure, and uh, and I'm honoured to be asked back. Oh, I bet that's just amazing. And I did see that the zombies are joining uh, next year in 2024. So mm -hmm. very exciting stuff, but. Justin, I'm. it's been an absolute honor to talk to you today. And once again, I am super, super excited for your show on Sunday, June 18th at 7 p.m. Tickets start at only $49. You'll be accompanied by Christopher Cross. So uh, do you have any parting words before we wrap up? Um, just looking forward to seeing everybody. I'm looking forward to being back in the, in, in that, I'm in Canada at the moment. I'm looking forward to being back in America. And, um, you know, I can see this tour stretching out. It'll be, uh, I don't know how it's going to work with Christopher. We're friends, and but it's going to be exciting. And I do look forward to seeing everybody. Thank you so much for your research, Sarah. And lo lovely to talk to you. My yeah. best wishes and lots of love. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful talking to you and everybody else. I will see you later on Behind the Scenes.